millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode of the Cult Popsha podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch, get up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, give us something to talk about in the post-credit scenes at the end of each episode, or even contribute to the discussion in the episode itself, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash Hello everyone, and welcome to a relatively um, quiet oh. <laughs> recording oh. of. I'll, I'll the turn Cold my microphone down. <laughs> <laughs> quiet in the sense that recording this quite late in a house where I live with other people. Um, but hey, everyone, we'd thought that we would do. I'm AJ, by the way, and that's Richard. Hello. Um, and for Easter, we already did our God's Not Dead as a film franchise Fortnite's Easter special, but we were thinking, what could we do for the off week that could be an Easter special? And we were racking our brains trying to think <laughs> of anything remotely good, and then we realized we're a film and TV podcast, or, or a pop cultural podcast, we're the cult popural podcast, <laughs> and Easter egg, um, the term Easter egg has grown to mean something very different. And uh, our the circles of chocolate treats you you would consume on uh, Good Friday. I just had one then, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but in the last, I don't know, twenty years, Easter egg has uh, gone on to mean uh, something very different from a a, a chocolate egg. It, it it now refers to broadly some kind of secret or reference that is, I guess, subtextual in either a movie or a video game or a TV show or a piece of media of any kind. And so we thought, why not? Let's do our own little Easter egg hunt. Mm. And this is going to be Richard's Easter egg hunt because uh-huh. I have written him a little quiz um, that that I guess the, the point of this quiz is to partly like put on, you know, like show off some of the easter eggs that i've found in various nice, things yeah, over the yeah. years but also like tell a story about the the broad um you know the the life and and growth of easter eggs i guess sort of i haven't gone in like order or anything but there's a few interesting tidbits and a few different breeds of easter egg in here there's 20 questions um and they range from ones that i know you know the answer to um <laughs> to ones which i'm just going to ask you to guess what the answer is right. and it'll be pretty much impossible there's not too many of them most of them are multi-choice but there are a couple of different formats of questions because i yeah. thought right. multi-choice right. would get boring after a while <laughs> um and i was gonna i was thinking i'd start this episode richard with asking you how would you define an easter egg and i am going to do that but before i do that please don't offer any extra information about what you know about easter eggs because that could be a question mm. 
and you could be revealing the answer to the first or second question if you go too too tangential on <laughs> what you know about Easter eggs. Hmm. But it is an interesting question because in reading about a hundred uh, listicles from ten years ago, as I did today, to to, to look for good yeah. Easter egg facts, the term Easter egg. Uh, can be very loose uh, and yeah. some things are also Easter eggs and also cameos and yeah. some things are people stretching at what they would call an Easter egg. A lot of Star Wars blogs, I was like, this is not a fucking Easter egg. This is <laughs> you drawing your own conclusion mm. from the information. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So like, I guess my history with Easter eggs is I, I remember, and I hope I'm not getting too tangential here, but <laughs> in the when I was in high school and sort of just getting into movies and buying DVDs and stuff like that, and my kind of last year of high school, uh, my friend Sam and I sort of started to build up our DVD collections. And yeah, 2006 to 2010, I sort of, my understanding of Easter eggs was just that they were pretty much exclusively things on like a dvd sometimes like in a video game or something like that but mm. my you know my initial what i was taught in easter egg was is that you put uh you know your dvd in and they'll have like there'll be like four things on the menu but if you go down to the third one and then click right it'll mm. highlight a picture kind of thing and it'll, and it'll play a little mm. behind the scenes video or something like that and that, yeah that was kind of to to me like that was an easter egg and i would go and google like you know what dvds have easter eggs on them and then yeah yeah and the time since then it really came to just uh yeah develop into that more kind of it's anything put in there that you're not immediately <laughs> supposed to notice yeah. um but that's there for the usually usually people talk about easter eggs being there for the fans that mm. you know, the cameo is a classic example or uh you know a bit of background text or something like that that refers to some other piece of law um yeah. and and often as well and this is kind of what we talk about on the podcast as well is that whether or not an easter egg make something canon right yeah yeah sure i don't want to give a specific example because it might be in the quiz but, <laughs> but there's there's certain things where people are like no no these two movies are connected uh, are part of the same franchise sure. because right. yeah, yeah. this is in the background of this and it's like, we will that's, talk that's a, about that's that. an easter egg like that's just a fun thing for you to notice it's not actually yeah. canon yeah i think because there's that there's the episode of doctor who called blink which is not only what mm. i'm convinced is the best episode of doctor who but also one of a, a handful of episodes i've actually seen mm. so i'm of no you know in no way uh an expert <laughs> qualified to even give it that title <laughs> um, but i remember watching that and and it was the first time i'd heard someone talk about easter eggs outside mm. of uh just you reading know, it and not really or... fully no no not at all i'd seen what it meant like as in like a secret in a dvd menu um but i i'd never talked to anyone about it and i didn't quite understand it and then doctor who has this episode where they're like oh yeah on these sets of dvds you'll find this weird easter egg that that's this guy mm. talking to the camera and it was the first time i saw like a piece of media that like kind well, of smart as me <laughs> Well, no, but like, kind of, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what I mean. I get like jump on an internet cultural idea Yeah, was, and, and I thought that was very interesting, but while- um, that, was, that was 2007, just for the, right. like, you know, timeline. Yeah. 
Yeah, and while back then I think an Easter egg needed to be qualified with some kind of interactivity, I mm. think now it broadly just means an inside reference in a thing that's sometimes interactive, sometimes not. Yeah, a, a similar word that a word that's gone on a similar journey, I would say, is like meme. That mm, very much so. I mean, yeah. meme. You know, used to just like with when uh, was it Richard Dawkins coined the term mm. it was just like something that is shared like part of the shared consciousness and now and then it beca- came to meme you know impact <laughs> bold text on an advice animal yeah yeah and now it just means picture i saw on the internet that made me laugh well there's one in between that between advice animal and picture i saw mm. on the internet for a brief couple of years it me- just means joke like, mm. I would talk to my friends and they'd be like, oh, it's just a meme. Don't Like, they'd pull a yeah. prank and be like, it's just a meme, bro. Don't worry mm. about it. And, the, yeah, no, meme's a great example. But I'm pretty sure that meme is supposed to be, like, a portmanteau of the word memory and the word gene as well. Right. Which I think describes it quite eloquently. Mm. Because it's a word it, of mouth. It's like, a, it's like that, a memory that's passed on and, and is... Yeah. Yeah, that's... that's, that's yeah, cool. yeah. Um, but... Being that um, that uh, Easter eggs now sort of just mean secrets, we're going to jump into our quiz right now, Richard, with a little bit of a history lesson for question one, which is <laughs> one urban legend for why they're called Easter eggs um, is because leftover Easter eggs, which weren't found from an onset Easter egg hunt, made it into the final cut of which 1975 movie? Uh, your options are Jaws, The Rocky Horror Picture Show, The Return of the Pink Panther, and Monty Python and the Holy Grail. So to rephrase the question, one of those movies, mm-hmm. um, the crew had an Easter egg hunt and some of them weren't found. And if you look in the background of these movies or one of these movies, you will see Easter eggs still mm. remaining yeah, on that, set. that were found by the camera, but not by the, yeah, the hunters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I believe that is the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And I think from memory, I think there's three Easter eggs visible in the film. Correct. You can keep your own score if you like. I don't know if this is about scoring. Um, so yeah, the, the, this is. I don't think this is true in the sense that this is why it's called an Easter right. egg. Um, but this is like a much more fun story to tell about why it's yeah, called there's an Easter a, there's egg. A, there's a word for that when it's like when something's a more fun version of the story, but it's not necessarily <laughs> true. Uh, maybe we could do an episode on those when we remember <laughs> what the word is. Yeah. <laughs> um, question two. One of the first ever Easter eggs ever put into a video game, um, which back then wouldn't have been called Easter eggs. They're probably just called secrets. Um And this is from the 1980 Atari 2600 game Adventure, in which a player must navigate to a specific pixel that takes them to a forbidden room, quote, like they call it a forbidden room. I mean, in this room is a sentence written on the screen. What does the sentence read, Richard? Does it say, created by Warren Robinette? Or does it say, your move, Warren Robinette? Or does it say, Warren Robinette, will you marry me? Or does it say, Warren Robinette? Robinette was here. Uh, it definitely says Warren Robinette. Um, <laughs> it definitely does, which is a hard name to read over and over. <laughs> um, is it? 
because I, I I based on Ready Player One, which features this mm. heavily. He's which it, you'll need to do the legwork in mentioning because I tried to not mention Ready Player One in any of these questions <laughs> yeah, nice. because I, I dislike it so much, even though it's like a major part of Easter egg media and discourse. Yeah, because <laughs> like he mentions, I think in the movie that he put it there as like a secret for his girlfriend so the will mm. you marry me would make sense but i'm i'm kind of inclined to just say it says created by william robinson william mm. Robin, well you, you you would be correct it does say created by warren robinette um i got the name wrong william robinson a much more normal name i didn't even pick up on it um apparently so the creator of adventure warren robinette was unhappy with the lack of acknowledgement that he got in the final game so he put this secret in there that's really hard to find yeah it's like yeah you you pick up a secret pixel and take it to it doesn't take you to the room you have to take it to the room yeah yeah and it's like yeah you don't go from Mm. it's like a weird thing you do at the start of the game i think again my my knowledge is based entirely on ready player one (laughs) (laughs) this is a very old game so i don't know if there was a lot of taking things to other rooms or anything yeah question three uh, as part of its anti-consumerist subtext, which mega corporation's product can allegedly be seen in every shot of Fight Club? Oh, that's an easy one. Is it McDonald's, Starbucks, IKEA, or Microsoft? Uh, that's Starbucks. Correct. And uh, I've got a quote here from David Fincher talking about this, who said, When I first moved to LA in 1984, you could not get a good cup of coffee in Los Angeles to save your life. Then Starbucks <laughs> came out, and it was such a great idea. Good coffee. And when it became successful, there were like two or three on every block. It's too much of a good thing. But read the script. They knew what they were doing, and they were kind of ready to poke a little fun at themselves. Sorry, they read the script right, and yeah. knew what they were doing. Um, I mean... They wouldn't let us use their name in the coffee shop that gets destroyed by the piece of piece of tragic corporate art, but they were willing to give us the rest of their stuff. We had a lot of fun using that. There are Starbucks cups everywhere, in every shot. I don't have anything personal against Starbucks. I think they're trying to do a good thing. They're just too successful. <laughs> it's funny. I thought when you started reading that quote that he was just like that they started filming fight club when starbucks had like sort of just started and he's like you know what i love this coffee so much i'm gonna promote the shit out of it in my next movie (laughs) no i don't think so but i am wondering if this is the only piece of like um this is the only source that says there's a starbucks yeah every because i I because there can't be right yeah exactly right (laughs) like i i remember like hearing this years and years ago and mm. going like sitting down it's like, i'm gonna look for the starbucks coffee in in every shot and then mm. just immediately forgetting to do it mm. and so i mean I, I think it might have been you know the first couple of shots and then i was like oh i guess it is and just uh went about watching the movie <laughs> but there's like close-ups in the movie yeah, exactly. and stuff. surely there's not a, a i think cup yeah for someone as like famously meticulous as david fincher it seems like he's painting with quite a broad stroke there. <laughs> or he's just exaggerating and never thought this would become an internet legend, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so for question four, we're going to delve into a very interesting world, which is when the corner. word... No, no, not at all. But it's when the word Easter egg or the phrase Easter egg grew to outshine like general artist, genuine artistry in media and like things that you might call um 
subtext are now seen as an Easter egg. <laughs> Right, so I want. I'm going to give you um, a. I'm going to give you four pieces of media and then four motifs which foreshadow an upcoming death in yeah. those pieces of media, and you have to match them together. Nice. Right? Yeah, love it. So the media that I'm going to give you includes Breaking Bad, The Departed, The Godfather, and Pulp Fiction. And the symbols I'm going to give you, so if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm saying that whenever this appears in one of those things, it it signifies death, apparently. So we've got oranges, an X symbol, going to the toilet and the color black. So can you match up those those four to those four for me? So you've got X's in The Departed. Correct. Um, Oranges are in The Godfather. They are also used in Breaking Bad, though. Uh, but that's as an homage to The Godfather. It's in Fargo as well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, going to the toilet is Pulp Fiction, and mm-hmm. Black is Breaking Bad. Black is apparently Breaking Bad, yeah, according I, I could, to the... When you read them <laughs> the, out, I thought you were going to trick me with oranges. But I, I, yeah, I sure, Black, I mean, that's not something I've... It was process of elimination, it had to be Black, but that's not something mm. I've either uh, read or about or noticed <laughs> in my watches of Breaking Bad. This highlights something almost toxic about Easter egg culture, which is the incessant desire to see Easter eggs where there are none. Mm. And one of the biggest memes about Breaking Bad back when it was on was this like obsessive idea that all the colours meant something. And I Mm. think there's probably some truth to that. But if you go on the wiki where I got this information from, it feels a little reaching that that all the colours mean something. Yeah, I mean, there's there's obviously certain ones, like obviously Marie has her own color palette that she dresses in and then there's like Mm. the mexico um color grading Mm. and Mm -hmm. yeah but i mean i guess your characters wear black sometimes and and they they have yeah they have you know the main characters surnames are white and pink man so like clearly there's something going on with color but like according to the wiki black is the only one that specifically means death which i was like okay so when walter white's dressed as heisenberg it's because someone's going to die (laughs) i don't know well and also i think black is just like a a, you know a symbol for death in real life and that's just bled over (laughs) into the media All right, uh, question five. Um, the This is about Grand Theft Auto V, which I could fill an entire quiz, yeah. an entire Easter egg-themed quiz with Grand Theft Auto V questions. <laughs> yeah. um, but a hidden Easter egg in Grand Theft Auto V involves the player stumbling across a recreation of the ending to which film? Scarface, Thelma and Louise, Planet of the Apes, or Doctor Strange Love, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb? Uh be Scarface, right? It's actually Thelma and Louise. Oh. Apparently, if you drive past a cliff face, you can see a car driving off it. Oh, uh, oh. much in the same way as Thelma and Louise ends. I thought Doctor Strangelove might trip you up because because I, I could see that being in a. It's probably <laughs> yeah, more yeah. of a Saints Row thing to have someone. On yeah, absolutely, riding a falling fucking... toward the earth. Yeah. <laughs> um, question six, Richard: The Ten Rings is a terrorist group in the MCU, which play notable roles in Iron Man, Iron Man Three, and Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Mm. Uh, but they do appear, or they are referenced in one other film in the franchise. Uh, I think anyway. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't thoroughly check that. But is this film Thor: The Dark World, Spider-Man: Far From Home, Doctor Strange, or Ant-Man? Oh, this is a good question. Um, 
No, I thought I, you might know this one. Yeah, I thought I would too. So I'm <laughs> presuming this isn't the the hundred thousand dollar Easter egg that James Gunn is hidden in Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. No, no, but we could we could talk about that. I didn't mention that because you and you told me about it, so I was like, what? feasible question could i yeah construct it <laughs> um so can you repeat the, the the films for me thor the dark world spider-man far from home doctor strange or ant-man i'm going to guess uh f- far from home uh incorrect it is apparently mm-hmm. ant-man uh one of the representatives of a criminal group looking to purchase the yellow jacket suit and Pym's original technology has a 10 rings tattoo on his neck. <laughs> uh, it is unclear whether he's a member of the fake organization from Iron Man 3 or the real thing. Or just a um, fan. Yeah, well, and the tattoo is partially obscured. I'll be real with you, Richard. It could not even be the tattoo. I watched the clip and I was like, yeah. Yeah, okay, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh, but yeah, as, as we sort of mentioned there, there was a there's there's a famous hidden Easter egg in mm. Guardians of the Galaxy, which some fans say doesn't exist, and James Gunn has said no, it does exist. And, and some random person on Twitter, he was like, "I'll give you ten, it was either ten or a hundred thousand dollars if it doesn't exist." And no one's found it yet. And occasionally he'll reply to someone on Twitter and be like, no, good guess. That's not it. And um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously something like that is just so you could, you know, you're, you're being introduced to these like very busy new worlds and mm. a random extra in the back could be some Marvel character, but also Marvel's such that kind of, and Star Wars is the same. That's these kind of fan bases that will scour every yeah, corner yeah. and work out who someone is, uh, which mm. kind of also makes me think that like James Gunn can't have seen every theory <laughs> as to the <laughs> yeah, Easter egg. Yeah. Unless, no, unless he Googles like, you know, once and once a week, the actual Easter egg, but I'm sure he's fucking, he doesn't care anymore. You know, <laughs> like mm. he's just done Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. He's, he's, I mean, he's mm. doing uh, volume three, but I'm sure it's not top of his priority list. There's there's a lot of Easter eggs as well, a lot of famous ones, and one we'll get to later on um, that just weren't discovered for decades. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, there's there's a famous one in Batman Arkham Asylum. You can find a secret room with a map of Arkham City from the second game in it. Mm. And like, this wasn't discovered until I think after Arkham City came out or something. So it was like a useless Easter egg because no one even found it. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, so one one common common type of Easter egg is sort of like cross franchise cameos. So you'll mm. see one person from something and something else. Um, and I'm going to give you uh, f- six movies, okay. and then I'm going to tell you six cameos, and you have to match the movie who's and what. The movie to the cameo. So the six movies are Raiders of the Lost Ark, The Little Mermaid, Tron, Rango, The Phantom Menace, and Hercules. And your characters are C-3PO slash R2-D2, Pac-Man, Goofy, E.T., Raoul Raoul Duke. How do you say that name? Raoul. Raoul Duke, (laughs) who's the main character in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Uh, And Scar. All right. Um, <laughs> that's the hardest part of this is just remembering. So I, I know uh, Rango is Raul Duke. 
correct. So Rango, who's played by Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. smashes onto the windscreen of Johnny Depp's character in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I guess this is significant because the target audiences for those two films are astronomically different. And <laughs> kids yeah. should not know who Raul Duke is, I guess. Yeah, or let alone how to pronounce it. <laughs> uh, all right so give me another one uh c3po slash r2d2 they appear in uh like cave markings and raiders correct uh temple markings yep temple markings yeah i think about oh, it's temple of doom. <laughs> temple of doom um okay so that one's right uh tron i believe has pac-man Yep, and one of the screens that Tron is looking at, it resembles sort of a Pac-Man map, and you can see Pac-Man in the corner. All right, Very funny. What movies and cameos have I got left? All right, so you've got left is The Little Mermaid, The Phantom Menace and Hercules, um, and the characters remaining are uh, Goofy, Scar, and E.T. So I believe E.T.'s in The Phantom Menace. Yep, so during a celebration scene in like the big stadium that the Senate talked to, you can see in the background uh, what looks like a race of ETs. Um, and this is not explicitly saying they're in the same canon, but yeah. it was a payoff to a bet that Spielberg and Lucas had. And Yoda appear, uh, Yoda mask appears in ET. So yeah. it's like a payoff to And that. also, but the, this, the other fun little Easter egg, I guess to the et one is that et seems to recognize yoda and, and people take the mm. the two easter eggs yeah. combined as like you know a fun sort of thing even though that would also acknowledge that one is a movie and the other's universe at the same time yeah because because like where would you get a mask <laughs> of just like an actual yeah. alien race <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> Uh, so then I I know, I'm pretty sure Scar appears as like a a pelt in Hercules, so that would leave yeah. Goofy and the Little Mermaid. Correct. Goofy can be seen in the background of the Little Mermaid. Um, while he's being painted in Hercules by an artist after he goes from zero to hero, um, he he's wearing a Scar pelt. And I remember this as being probably the first Easter egg I ever noticed. I remember watching this at four years old and telling my mum, that scar you know he's wearing mm. scar and, yeah. and she was like you don't know what you're talking about alex <laughs> <laughs> I, I i do i hope hopefully you, you'll allow me to mention this you can stop me if this is appearing later on the quiz but on disney channel there used to be mm. a little series in between shows like in the commercials ah. where they would point out hidden mickeys which is ah, yes throughout a lot of Disney media and and the Disney parks, there's mm. the iconic sort of three circles shape that forms Mickey's head, visible mm. and yeah, in, in quite a lot of media. Often just for a brief, you know, couple of frames, but sometimes yeah, sometimes they're quite well hidden. Sometimes they're very obvious. But yeah, if you're ever mm. watching anything Disney, it's quite fun to look out for hidden Mickey's. Mm. I I almost see that one as kind of a creepy example of like the iron fist of Disney like stretching out across all its different properties. <laughs> when it shows up at like Star Wars or the Muppets, it's like, mm. uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah you do, Speaking you? <laughs> of Star Wars, uh, question eight. In Star Wars The Force Awakens, uh, the character Thin is first introduced as FN2187. Do you know where else we have seen 2187 in Star Wars? Is it 
the cell block layer the cell block number layer was imprisoned in in a new hope uh the name of the chrome protocol droid we see at the beginning of the phantom menace um the coordinates read out by boba fett and interestingly his first words ever spoken in the franchise in the star wars holiday special (laughs) or the release date of the original trilogy box set on vhs 2nd of january 1987 uh well i'm gonna i'm gonna assume it's not the last one because the date format would be the other way around Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, i'm gonna guess is it the cell block it is the cell block yeah yeah i thought maybe my i was going a bit too esoteric there with my alternate um ideas because as well as that like why would a protocol droid just be named numbers that have letters in front of it and then you've also just got two characters with the same name if, if, um, you'd, said, if you'd said first of february 1987 you might have been able to trick me <laughs> <laughs> fair enough um there are billions of star wars easter eggs um and we will touch on a couple more but that is one of the only focused on (laughs) star wars questions that i put in here um question nine um this is this is part of um a subsection of this quiz of like questions that like just make you kind of go like why the fuck would that be in that (laughs) like like incongruent easter eggs you know like ones that don't even make sense i love the idea that like if this was a game show it'd be like all right it's time for our next round what and then the audience is like why the fuck is that in that (laughs) so richard here's a very normal question to ask you uh which of the following pixar movies does not feature an easter egg to the shining (laughs) is it toy story finding nemo up or coco so three of these have a a reference to the shining in them Mm. but one of them doesn't okay so i know that that toy story has the same sid's house is the same carpet as the overlook hotel correct um and then so we've got finding nemo coco and up I mean, The Shining is one of those things that, like, when a film gets that big, it's quite easy to reference very subtly. Because, like, if you just put the number 237 in your movie, that's a shiny mm. reference, you know? There so- is one in, I think, Toy Story 3 that I didn't include in this list. Ooh. So the Shining examples keep going beyond <laughs> what I've included here. Uh, I'm going to say... I th- Finding Nemo feels like the, the 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 would be the hardest one to put it in, right? <laughs> so I'm going to guess Finding Nemo. Uh, incorrect. And you're going <sighs> to kick yourself for this because it's, I think, because of what the reference is, mm. it's more like it's just a parody than a, a right, Easter egg. Yeah, but yeah. when, when uh, Marlon and Dory are being chased by a bloodthirsty Bruce, he bashes his head through a wall and says, like, <sighs> here's Bruce or something like that. Yeah, of course, I mean, yeah. He says, I'm having fish for dinner at one point as well, but I think there's a... I'm having here's, fish here's, tonight. <laughs> here's Bruce moment as well. Um, the correct answer was up, which as far as I know, does not have a shining reference in it. You're going to hate this. In, in Coco, there's an axe in the background of a shot. Um, and I know what you're thinking. How is that a reference to the shining? But unfortunately, the Co- Coco's director, uh, Lee Unkrich, has said, yep, that's a shine like i love the shining and i modeled i modeled that axe from the one in the shining um it's also next to placed next to an a barrel like a an oil drum and the Mm. letters d-r-u-m are are visible which is part of 
red rum, I guess, or murder. Um, so yeah, up as far as I know does not have a shining reference. But like, how many movies have a Here's Johnny parody in it? Yeah, exactly. And when is a parody an Easter egg? You know, mm. it's like I feel like <laughs> that because I don't think he directed it, but Lee Unkrich was also involved in Finding Nemo. That like you could have worked it out like that. Like who? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. The, according to the Finding Nemo Wikipedia page, the line "Here's Brucey" is a reference to the Jack Nicholson line from the whole <laughs> I mean, really, you could argue it's a Tonight Show reference. <laughs> yeah, you sure could, and I would happily agree with you. Um, question ten, Richard: uh, Which of these video games, while not about aliens, do include aliens as Easter eggs or an Easter egg? Mm. So I'm going to list ten video games. I think. Jesus. Let me see: one, two, three, four, five. So half of these, um, if you look, you know, if you if you go into certain areas or enough. do certain things, if you look hard enough, you might get abducted. <laughs> you might by find aliens. out that aliens aren't uh, all around, <laughs> <laughs> just like in real life. Um, mm. So here are the games: Ghost of Tsushima. Hitman 3, The Last of Us, Final Fantasy 8, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Tomb Raider 2, Animal, Crossing's New, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Batman Arkham Knight, Shadow of the Colossus, and uh, Silent Hill. All right. So let's just go through it. So we know that there's 50-50. So let's just go through each yep. one and I'll tell you yes or no. Sure. Okay. Ghost of Tsushima. Yes. Okay. Do you want me to tell you if you're right uh, or wrong? Yeah, yeah. Just, just yet. Yeah. Okay, uh, well, no, because then you might be able to work out what's oh, left. Yeah. Okay, all right. Okay, so <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima, you're saying yes. I'll, I'll, I'll denote your number. Okay, your, cool, cool. Your answer. Um, Hitman 3. Yes. All right, The Last of Us. In, how, how, how explicit does the reference to aliens need to be? <laughs> uh, I'm talking like within the world of the film, a, the the existence of aliens is confirmed. Uh, then I'm, I'm going to say yes for The Last of Us as well. Okay. Final Fantasy VIII. No. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. No. <laughs> Tomb Raider 2. Yes. Animal Crossing's New Horizon. Yes. Uh, Batman Arkham Knight. No. Shadow of the Colossus. Yes. (laughs) I think I've used more than five yeses. (laughs) And Silent Hill. No. All right, let's go back through these. This is fun (laughs) and exciting. What a successful question. Okay, Ghost of Tsushima. You said does have aliens. Mm -hmm. Uh, It does not have aliens. (sighs) If you've played it, I think it's the kind of game that probably takes itself a little too seriously for a Grand Theft Auto V-esque aliens encounter. A game I did not include along with Red Dead Redemption 2 in this question because I felt like those are so well publicized. Yeah. so you got the first one wrong. Um, <laughs> Hit- Hitman 3, you said yes, and yes, it does have aliens. Yes. If you know anything about Hitman, that's a given. Of course it has aliens. Oh, really? Uh, the Last of Us, oh, yes, the Hitman games are comedies. Like, that's oh, what's wrong with the movie adaptations, is right, that they're right, too yeah. serious, right? Um, Hitman 3, Hitman, the Hitman games are full of, like, funny jokes there's there's the hitman games are full of easter eggs like that there are ghosts and demons and shit if you know where to look in these games Mm -hmm. um the last of us you said does have aliens uh no not as far as i know it does not have aliens confirmed 
to exist in well, that universe. My, my, my thought process for that You sounded was, sure, though. So no, well, sure. my thought process for that was thinking, but it's actually a, an Uncharted Easter egg I'm thinking of, is mm. like the the um the newspaper article that mm. references the outbreak that's the newspaper article yeah. is in the last of us is an uncharted three and it talks about the last yeah. of us and just getting in my head about there's a newspaper article about the source of the outbreak and i thought maybe mm. that was that it came from outer space or something like that more no because it's a real yeah, 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 of course yeah. is a real fungus uh final fantasy 8 uh you said no it in fact has an alien invasion subplot um <laughs> where you can read like conspiracy theory magazines or something and you do encounter an alien that resembles like pikmin uh and oh, nice. uh, i don't know if i'm pronouncing this right but i think the alien's name is poo poo uh p-u-p-u <laughs> um, and i but i thought that's very interesting that's something that's explicitly already set in another world in a fantasy world um, would have aliens present. Mm. Never have two types of uh, magic. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Call of Duty Modern Warfare, you said no, correct, it does not. Tomb Raider 2, you said yes, it, incorrect, it does not have yes. aliens. Animal Crossing New Horizons, you said yes, and correct, it does have aliens if your character's TV is on static at 3.30am on Saturdays, a red-eyed alien will appear on the TV. It speaks in a creepy language and disappears once it's not 333 anymore wow uh, that's pretty pretty creepy for like <laughs> the most wholesome game. and also yeah. the kind of game that like you know people picked up throughout lockdown and mm. just will have been yeah. you know like yeah. dead eye to staring yeah. at the screen lying awake yeah. in bed that would be terrifying <laughs> uh batman arkham knight you said no does not have aliens are uh, incorrect in mm. a batgirl dlc for the game you can find a vat containing starro who we now oh, yeah. probably more famously know as the main villain from the Suicide Squad. Yes, yeah, so um, I didn't so... realize we were talking about the Batgirl DLC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, Shadow of the Colossus, uh, you said yes, it does have aliens. It does not, as far as I, I know. I they're all fucking aliens. <laughs> I certainly didn't come from what I know as to be Earth. Uh, and Silent Hill, you said no, but the are you aware of this is a whole category of Easter egg? Um, every Silent Hill game I think has a joke ending where if you like <laughs> finish the game with by collecting a certain object or doing a few like optional objectives, it gives you a non-canonical flub ending. And the joke ending of the original game has the main character get inexplicably abducted by aliens at the nice. end like not not signposted at all um and so you could accidentally get that ending and just assume this is what actually happens <laughs> in silent hill and then pick up silent hill too and be like um <laughs> this is not following on the, uh, there's one where like a dog talks to you or something oh, i, I do not i have heard about a dog ending to one of the silent hills yeah, i think yeah, it was yeah. on an episode of i'm um, actually but the right the it's funny out of all those games the last of us is the only one i've played and i got it wrong <laughs> wow that was fun that we should i should have included more questions like that um, <laughs> question 11 uh referenced only in a blink and you'll miss it easter egg form which of the following villains has actually appeared in the mcu yes. so i'm going to tell you four villains yeah. that sound like they haven't appeared in the marvel cinematic universe but one of them has an easter egg form mm -hmm. you've got mr negative fin fang foom mephisto or Zach. 
<laughs> well, obviously, I mean, I've seen WandaVision, so I can tell you <laughs> definitively that it is Mephisto. No, uh, I believe Fing <laughs> Fang Foom appears as like a a billboard. Yeah, a movie poster in yeah. Iron Man 2 for Fin Fang Foom, um, which is a neat way to reference a villain who's probably a little too outdated to actually put in your mm. film. Yeah. <laughs> who's a, a dragon, I believe, yeah. Fin Fang Foom. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Uh, question 12. In the opening cutscene of the insane trilogy remake of Crash Bandicoot 2, Cortex Strikes Back, what is Coco looking at on her laptop? Is uh. it the Crash Bandicoot subreddit, uh, the scene in Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, where Nathan Drake plays the original Crash Bandicoot, um, the skateboarding levels from the original Spyro 3 Year of the Dragon, or the same scene we're watching right now, but from the original PS1 version? That's great. I know that her idle animation, she pulls out the Crash Bandicoot subreddit, mm. but that could be a trick question. Mm, could be. <laughs> uh, or you know something I didn't know you know, and you actually know more about it. It could be one of those two options. <laughs> okay, I'm going to guess. I'll, I'll say the, the uh, Crash Bandicoot subreddit. Uh, incorrect. That's actually only used in her idle animation. <laughs> um, the the scene from Uncharted Four when Nate it is. Drake oh, nice. plays Crash yeah. Bandicoot. Yeah, yeah. It's very hard to see. Yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. going to see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just if you if you're eagle eyed, you'll notice it. Mm. Question thirteen. This is another one of the why the fuck would that be in that uh, question? Why the fuck <laughs> would that be in that? Question 13, which of the following TV shows was not bafflingly parodied in, on PBS's Arthur? You know Arthur? <laughs> yeah, recently yeah. finished its season season mm. finale after like 20 years or something. 20, yeah. So one of one of these shows is not featured yeah, in Arthur. Right. It's going to sound like none of them were, but yeah. only one of them wasn't. Okay. You've got South Park, Beavis and Butthead, Dr. Cat's Professional Therapist, or The Critic. So which one of those is not in an episode or uh, referenced, I guess you could mm. say, in, in Arthur? I can tell you for all of these examples. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Examples what it is, is the animation style of that show is adopted for a segment in an episode. Yeah, I would guess, I'm going to guess, what was the second one? Uh, Beavis and Butthead. I'm going to guess The Critic. You're correct, and that's fine, but how nuts is it mm. that there is a South Park episode? I, I vaguely Arthur. remember the <laughs> South Park episode, or like I've seen a clip of that. Yeah. It, it goes into the anal probe story, obviously without saying the word anal yeah, probe, yeah. But, but it goes into South Park animation style and he gets abducted. Um, there's Beavis and Butthead where the characters have like under bites and shit. <laughs> um, and Dr. Cat's professional therapist, not a very uh famous show where we're from but um but has quite a distinctive art style 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, correct. The critic was not uh, referenced. Um, Question 14. By finding and consuming various peyote plants in Grand Theft Auto V, players are able to hallucinate and play as which of the following? A dog, a dolphin, a bird, Bigfoot, Teen Wolf, or all of the above? Oh, fuck it, I'll go all of the above. <laughs> Correct. Uh, in order to play, so dog, dolphin, bird is just, you'll encounter that if yeah. you find the peyote plants in the game. Um, the Bigfoot, to play as Bigfoot, you have to find Bigfoot yeah. and also like hack the game and and activate two, um, you know, two peyote plants that are impossible to find. Um, <laughs> and if you carry, carry through doing that even more, you end up playing as Michael J. Fox and Teen Wolf. Um, so I had an interesting experience writing that question where I wanted to include one of them that isn't in it. So that by saying all of the above, you would be incorrect. But then when I included it, I was like, wait, then it means you can't guess the right answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you'd have to have the options be like all of the above and then all of the above apart from... Except this one. But the one I included was uh, you play as like a PlayStation 2 skin version of whatever character. Mm. Yeah, you, yeah, like you could have done that and then been games. like, you could have said any answer except that one and been correct. Ah, okay. That's true. I should have done it that way. <laughs> Question 15. This is one of those, this took a long time. <laughs> the this took a long time. In the 1996 point and click game Discworld 2 Mortality Bites, are you familiar with the Discworld I've series? I've heard the name. And the video games that uh, my mum played in the 90s. Wow, what a nerd. (laughs) Um, So this game came out in 1996. In 2014, uh, it was discovered that if you stand in a specific place near a stone circle, then use two two particular objects in your inventory on each other 12 times, (laughs) then walk through the stone circle 25 times without skipping the cutscene that plays every time, the game's (laughs) protagonist, Rincewind, voiced by Eric Idle, will do what? Will he break the fourth wall, tell you a chicken soup recipe, explain previously unknown Discworld lore, or say fuck? (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say breaks the fourth wall. I mean, that's a bit of a trick answer, I guess, because he breaks the fourth wall all through the game. So doing this process does does not... Then I would guess the chicken soup recipe. That is such a Discworld art. I'm very proud of that, but the answer is say fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, and for, these are kids' games, ostensibly. You know, right, Discworld's yeah. maybe a little mature, but these games don't have a lot of uh, obscenity in them. Um, but to be more specific, so doing all that, like, that crazily specific sequence yeah. um, will will teleport you to a lower res room where, where you find um, Rincewind from the first game. Like right. so, like a lower res version of the same cool, character, yeah. and they have a conversation back and forth. Um, which, uh, if you you know click the right options, Eric Idle says the line, "I want to be the first person in a game to say fuck." Um, and interestingly, <laughs> it was discovered sometime later that you can also get him to say fuck in the first game as well. Oh, well. So pretty crazy. And this was like, so the game came out in 1996. Mm. Um. In 2005, someone was looking through the data and found the line and tweeted 
the people involved and was like where is this in the game and he gave sort of like a riddle that wasn't solved until 2014 um and apparently when they found it in the first game the developers were so angry at the guy that put it there but they said because you put it in the first game you got to put it in the second game i love that (laughs) (laughs) it's like yeah yeah, that the like I I, oh, I disagree with what you say. I'll defend to the death. You're right to say it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, question 16, Richard. Um, I'm going to tell you uh, five hidden texts, like texts that's hidden in five separate games. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you the five games and you have to match the, the text, text to the, to game. the game. So the, the five games are, is it five? Yeah. Oh wait, no. It's uh, the 20. five games are the the Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past, Grand Theft Auto: San Andreas, Halo Three, Tetris for the N sixty four, and California Speed. <laughs> <laughs> right, and here are the the five texts. So yeah. you don't hear these spoken aloud; yeah. they're written in the game somewhere. Happy birthday, Lauren, is the first text. Mm-hmm. Um, there are no Easter eggs up here. Go away. I know. I, I can tell you right now that one's San Andreas. Okay. Um, the Then the next one is, my name is Chris Houlihan. This is my top secret room. Let's keep it between us, okay? Mm-hmm. Then there's, uh, sometimes God takes mommies and puppies away. And sometimes, just sometimes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> And then, lastly, the fifth hidden text is, um, I must say, this was a fun time coming down to San Francisco to do Name of Game, although there are there were a few problems. First of all, being our producer, D asterisk N, I'm assuming is either Dan or Don. Yeah. Uh, my God, is this guy useless or what? I don't hate you, Don, but you suck. <laughs> and I mean suck as a producer. You should go back to testing video games, but I doubt you could even manage that properly. I feel sorry for you. During this project, you sat around and played video <laughs> games starcraft and everquest don't even deny that when you were working it was making stupid excel trademark spreadsheets to try and tell me how many bugs i had left to fix on a graph like what the fuck was that who cares i must say i have a i have a bug list in front of me like i need to see it in a freaking technicolor so don i I must say this hold on to and fake your job while you can because once they find out how truly useless you are you will be out of a job i cannot think of any skill set you would fit into in this industry you better hold on tight this guy thought i could save a name in 8.4 bits like um 0.4 bits what the fuck is 0.4 bits it's either on or off not in between anyhow enough about you though well boys and girls i just thought i would immortalize some thoughts i have at the moment into a rom which will be burned forever this game sucks the music is great but the game itself is not how we wanted it unfortunately i mean it is a good game but some things could be polished as well as sped up could use another month to finish this thing off after all the bugs were fixed oh well woe is me uh, <laughs> is that an easter egg that's incredible um <laughs> could you read that last one again <laughs> yeah sure <thing. laughs> so d- does does he keep the d asterisks in the whole time 
correct and it's also because right. yeah, um, you just rife. started saying don and i was like that's so funny yeah, if you yeah, just yeah. got so angry and stopped <laughs> censoring it it's also uh rife with spelling errors and grammatical that's errors so good. i mean he talks about going down to california so you'd have to assume that's california speed <laughs> it's actually tetris for the n64 <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, from a developer named David Pridey. It was hidden deep in the game, but found in a matter of days. So you got that one incorrect, but you did get there are no Easter eggs up here. Go away from Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. The, the happy birthday, I believe, is Halo 3. Correct. So, um, and so it plays the, the, a little, it does a little um, birthday animation, I think, as well. Mm. So the there are no Easter eggs up here. Go away from Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. This can be found at the top of the middle spire of the Gant Bridge. Um, it's written on a plaque on the eastern side. And Happy Birthday, Lauren, can be found in Halo 3 if you disconnect your Xbox Live account and set your console dashboard date to December 25th and load the game up. The loading screen message can be found across the Halo, the titular Halo on the nice. loading screen. So then um, what, yeah, what are the, what's the text we haven't used yet? Uh, we haven't figured out. Uh, my name is Chris Houlihan, and this is my top secret room. Let's keep it between us, okay? Um, and we have you haven't guessed. Sometimes God takes mommies and puppies away, and sometimes just sometimes I do. <laughs> so I would guess the mommies and puppies one would be California Speed then, and the secret room would be Zelda. Yep, so the Chris Houlihan room, as it's become infamously known <laughs> as, uh, can be found by using a walk-through walls cheat in uh, Zelda Link to the Past. Um, you enter a secret room using a cheat where there's a guy named Chris Houlihan who's like, don't tell anyone about this. <laughs> um, I, th- I feel like, I could be wrong in this, I feel like there are now Chris Houlihan rooms in other Zelda games as like right, as a, tribute. a tribute to this or something like this. And yes, yeah, sometimes this is, and this is written um, into, you know, some of it's in caps and some of it's not, so it looks very creepy. Sometimes God takes mommies and puppies away and sometimes, just sometimes I do. It's from, I think, a PS1 game called California Speed it's written on the back of a billboard which you can read by slowing the vehicle down entirely and slowly letting the car drift along the edge of a track until the message fully comes into view i've seen it it's really scary it's <laughs> it's just what the fuck is this man how did this get in here um do you so know yeah, the, freaky stuff do you know how to find the n64 tetris one i think it's just in the code right 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 mm. that's so funny one thing I thought was interesting, though, is that it's in the Tetris for the N64, apparently, but it uses the term WTF, which I would have thought wouldn't have hmm. been very popular during the N64 era. I, maybe, maybe I got my information wrong and it's not on N64. But. Yeah, although N64 is like, you know, late, ni- very late 90s. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Question 17. Um, if you Google each of the main characters from the TV show Friends, Richard, yeah. you'll discover an individual Easter egg for each character. Mm. Um, wherein if you click of, on a symbol specific to that character that appears under their bio, um, something will happen. It's Some of them, it's an animation, but not all of them, and a sound clip. I'm going to go through each of the Friends characters, and you're <laughs> going to guess what you have to click and what happens right. when you click it. All right? What happens when you Google Phoebe? Uh, a, a guitar plays Smelly Cat. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Do you know this? Or really? uh, I, I have done this, but not for a while. 
Mm, okay, so you click on a guitar and a smelly cat plays and a, and a cartoon smelly cat wanders across the screen. Yeah. Uh, what happens if you if you look up Joey? Hmm. Are you doing no, it right I just, now? I just, I just pointed my um, microphone at my keyboard for comedic effect. Um, okay. <laughs> if, if that didn't come across, just add some typing sounds. So okay. uh, I'm guessing Joey would be, what would be a fun thing to reference for Joey? <laughs> it's a girl in here, sex with her. Uh, no, there's going to be It cuts something. to hardcore porn. It's <laughs> um, I actually can't think of one for Joey. Um, hmm something is it something to do with his acting career no surprisingly i would have i would have thought that too or food and it's like like to do with like is it a sandwich and you click on it and it says joey doesn't share food i'll give you that it's a pizza slice Mm -hmm. um and when you click on it a bunch of other food will pop up before two joey like arms uh, (laughs) claim the food along with a joey doesn't share food soundbite uh what happens when you google ross the worst friend <laughs> is it a couch and when you click it it says pivot yep uh it's a, it's a sofa the en- and the entire screen tilts along with <laughs> ross shouting pivot if you do this three times the sofa breaks and ross will say i don't think it's going to pivot anymore <laughs> gotta tell you i'm not the i think friends is lame and part of the reason i included this is because i thought it was funny to talk in depth about friends um <laughs> I don't understand this reference. I don't know what the pivot. I, guess, I, I assume they're moving a couch. They're moving a couch. It, it is kind of like it, one of the most sort of widely regarded as, you know, one of the great all time great friends bits where right. yeah, they're moving a couch up some stairs. I think they, you know, they, they turned down offers for delivery and said, no, we can get out the couch ourselves, uh, up the stairs ourselves. And the whole time Ross is going, Pavat. Pavat, <laughs> and the way he says it is very humorous. And there's uh, there's a lot of great funny. behind the scenes um, like bloopers of just like no one could handle the way he was delivering this <laughs> line. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Yeah. Uh, speaking of references, I'm not big enough of a friends nerd to understand. What happens if you Google Chandler? Uh, Chandler. This is the most baffling one to me, but I'm sure it, it makes sense <laughs> to friends nerds. Hmm. Is it, oh, Chandler, is it, uh, it, it it's, it, a sh- it's a picture of a shark and he masturbates to it. <laughs> no, but that's also a reference I do not understand at all. <laughs> what are you talking about? He, Monica walks in on him masturbating and he, he switches the channel and uh, she thinks that he was getting off to shark porn and uh, to her credit tries to accommodate it. That's very interesting for a show like Fred's to... Yeah. I guess I, I always remember it being way less dirty than it actually was. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't allowed to watch it for a long time growing yeah, up because yeah, it was so dirty. Yeah. Uh, no, incorrect. Uh, it's a picture of a reclining chair, oh, and yeah. if you click on it, a duck and a chick will jump out and waddle across the screen, <laughs> quacking and tweeting. Nice. Uh, which I did not understand. Can you explain that to uh, me? So Joey and Chandler had reclining chairs that was like kind of their their big one of their big you know permanent storylines yeah yeah uh, and then they also had a check in a duck for a long <laughs> part like period of this the season of the of the series Is this post golden age friends <laughs> no that, what, like it's one of those things that was introduced 
I wouldn't be able to, like I would guess around season four ish, and then they're quite a big thing for like maybe two or three seasons, and then they just stop using them, and everyone's like, "Did they fucking die?" And then they come back <laughs> right at the end because people were like, "What happened to the chick in the dark?" <laughs> Alrighty, uh, what happens when you Google Rachel? Rachel is it uh, something to do with her haircut? Yep. So there's a a mannequin head with her hair with the, Ra- with the Rachel. Yeah, and when you click on it, it takes you to Google Images with as if you've searched the Rachel. Right. That's the most uh, boring one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And what happens if you Google Monica? Monica is a a, a turkey with a wearing a fez. No, which is also an incredibly <laughs> random thing to say <laughs> from my perspective. Uh, uh, is it... Is it, she tries to incorporate shark porn into your, your, <laughs> yes. your, your lovemaking. No, this is what I felt, felt was um, not maybe not as boring as uh, Rachel, but probably more insulting, yeah. um, is a bucket of soapy water. You click on that <laughs> and a sponge comes out and wipes her name until it's sparkling. That's so funny. Yeah, that's pretty. I, I would have, I could have sworn it would be the, like I'm talking like a Christmas, like a, Thanksgiving, I should say, turkey, you know, like hmm. plucked, ready for the oven that she hmm. puts on her head and does this funny dance. And I believe that's oh. the first time Chandler says I love you to her. Oh, that's very sweet. All right. Uh, question 18, Richard. When visiting the Wikipedia entry for Easter egg in parentheses media, so mm-hmm. the thing we're talking about, not the chocolate egg, um, there is an accompanying picture on the article, uh, and it's a painting of a couple of rabbits looking at an Easter egg. Uh, only it's not an Easter egg. What is it? Is it a hedgehog, a cropped photo of Stan Lee's face, <laughs> a rock, or the words you're never, never going to give you up in the shape of an egg? Uh, I'm going to guess never going to give you up in the shape of an egg. No, it's a hedgehog. (laughs) And you can click on the hedgehog. So you can't click on the image like you can on any other Wikipedia article, but you can can click on the hedgehog in the image specifically, and it takes you to a picture of of actual Easter eggs. Um, Or if you hover over the hedgehog, text will appear saying, I am a hedgehog, not an egg. (laughs) Um, So it's, it's very... It's very cute that there's an Easter egg on the Wikipedia Easter egg page, but the caption to this photo just explains the entire yeah right <laughs> the entire. Well, I think also that's that's what Easter eggs have become, right? Like mm. yeah, <laughs> people yeah. people are getting they they don't want like Discworld two bullshit where they have to wait <laughs> you know two decades for them to be found. It's like no, put it in the description. People might find it before they, you know, continue to read, but they. I want to see it in the trailer. I want to. I want to go <laughs> yeah, home yeah. from. from well, that's Morbius. the thing. <laughs> I want to go home from Morbius Two and already have a Mister Sunday Movies video called Morbius Two Easter Eggs and References and and things missed. I I also I've just re- now remembered as well that like my other sort of biggest exposure to Easter eggs is, and I presume you won't have this on your list because it's more of a me thing than a you thing, but okay. that, uh, and Homestar Runner on that website that I've, mm. I go back and listen to the pop culture of Mount Rushmore, but they, especially like the strong bad emails, they would have throughout the cartoon, there would be little things you could click on that would like insert scenes in the middle of some would have just like, you know, an image flashes up that mm. references something he's just said, but yeah, some of them would be like, like add a new scene. And there was one character called Homsar who 
was created because someone wrote in and misspelled Homestar. And <laughs> they he he appears every they did a Halloween cartoon every year and he his scene would only be accessible by via Easter egg, it'll be slotted in the middle. And right. uh but yeah, the, the the way back in the day you can't do this anymore and, and now they've ported everything to YouTube. It's just they've just put those scenes in kind of thing. But mm. you if you ha- like press tab, it would highlight yellow anything that you could click on so like at watching a cartoon you'd like just be pressing tab a bunch of times to see what what clicks mm. up and then hope you can get it in time i remember there was a a potter puppet pals cartoon mm. where if you paused it during a spell a pentagram would be on in one frame and if you clicked the pentagram it would take you to something else some similar sort of mm. you know pre-youtube flash yeah animation. yeah flash animation so, yeah there was a lot you could do with flash and it's it's kind of sad that it's that's gone that you were able to because i mean like and i'm sorry as well like all the games on the website were built in flash as well mm, yeah yeah all right question 19 we're going to go back to discussing dvd menus uh now because i got to 19 questions before i remembered how intrinsic to the conversation <laughs> dvd menus were um, i'm, I'm going to tell you the start. <laughs> that's fine i'm going to tell you a movie um, mm. And a method of accessing an Easter egg <laughs> on the DVD menu okay. of that movie. And you have to guess what you get by doing this. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> some of these, it sounds hard. Some of them are going to be really obvious, yeah. um, but some of them won't be. Um, if you click on the, a blank space next to the words, don't watch this on the DVD menu of The Ring, what happens? You they would play the, the video from the, yeah. the videotape, yeah. Correct. It plays the cursed videotape in full, which is unskippable and unpausable, and afterwards you hear a phone ring twice. Very creepy. spooky. How long which is, is interesting. that? Do you know? Well, I don't, but but you don't... Have you seen The Ring? Because you don't actually see the video in completion. Yeah, in I've seen itself. Scary Movie 3. <laughs> yeah, well, that's much better. <laughs> the part where the, 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 the tubby guy walks in and sees the toilet spinning around, and then it cuts away when it cuts back, he's on the toilet and it's spinning around. That is so much funnier than anything Scary Movie is capable of. And it's, it's funnier than The Ring is scary. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you enter 56537 on the DVD menu of The Dark Knight, what happens? Um, it, it explodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you blow up a hospital just somewhere in the world. Oh, uh, yeah. No, you blow up the dude in jail who's had the cell phone in his tummy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you get to watch the trailer, but the Joker has scribbled all over it. And it's quite funny. There's like. Because like, that was part when, of the viral marketing for the movie. Yeah, exactly. It? So whenever Joker's on screen, it'll be like, me, 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 like written across the screen. Hmm. And whenever it's like Bruce Wayne, it'll be like, boring, worst <laughs> part of the movie, which is very funny. It's uh, like that's so film. much more playful than he is in the actual movie as well. Well, because the DVD of The Dark Knight has has got that on it, like everything's scribbled mm. over it. I always thought that was very for such a prestigious movie. Mm. It's it it really like brings forward that kind of childishness yeah. into it, which is fun. Um, if you solve a puzzle on disc two of Memento's limited edition DVD, mm. what happens? Uh, plays the film forwards. Yeah, or in, in, in chronological, chronological order, order, yeah. Correct. Uh, if you click a broken camera icon on the menu of the 2009 DVD re-release of The Fast and the Furious, what happens? Uh, it 
plays the film in reverse (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it shows you footage of all the various film equipment which has been destroyed in the franchise oh that's cool i love this um if you select zombo meter as your language in the subtitles menu of shawn of the dead what happens as your your subtitles language do you say yeah yeah um it it has the whole film subtitled with zombie language that's such a great idea and absolutely what it should be for that specific um way that method mm. but instead the subtitles clue you into all the inside references and jokes as they're uh, happening yes on screen. I, i've i've watched it with the zombo meter on right right, right. It's, it, 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 yeah, it's it's like a i think there's one on hot fuzz as well but it's like yeah it, right it pops up and it says like pay attention to what they're saying here because it happens it's it's made for your second or third rewatch and just signposting yeah, yeah. all the moments of foreshadowing yeah um if you hit the back button when an omni droid appears in the setup menu on disc two of the incredibles dvd what happens fuck this is another one i've done these get the incredibles dvd easter eggs are so incredibly specific i can't imagine how it mm. would have people would have discovered it without being told <laughs> i i yeah i i'm gonna it plays a little omni droid minigame no, it, or was, or was uh, it like plays... obituaries for the 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 deceased um, no. superheroes or something? No, it plays a version of the film where all the characters are replaced with sock puppets. I imagine <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not the full ninety minute version yeah, of yeah. the film, but yeah. Um, and lastly, upon loading, just putting the disc in for the tenth anniversary Blu-ray of Fight Club, what it, happens? Uh, it plays the DVD menu for Never Been Kissed, saying Drew Barrymore. <laughs> correct um it comes up for a few seconds this is of course being an, an easter egg in itself or a reference to the fact that uh never being kissed outperformed fight club at the box office um in 1999 yeah yeah and i believe also the audio commentary on that is the audio commentary for never been kissed <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> All right, and finally, Richard, question 20. Um, It wouldn't be an Easter egg episode without uh, delving into the formidable but uh, (laughs) horrible, horrible world of Star Wars Easter eggs um, (laughs) once more. So I'm going to give you a list of 10 things. Mm -hmm. Um, Two of these things are not acknowledged or called back to or referenced in Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, right? So all of these things are like shoved into Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, you know, because it's like otherwise how will fans know it's a Star Wars movie, Um, except Mm. for two of them, and you have to guess which two we Should we go through and I can just, and I'll say yes if I think it is, or and then, yeah. Okay. Okay. Number one, Ewoks. Ewoks. Uh, there's there's a very brief shot of Ewoks watching something go down in Rise of Skywalker. Right. I remember that. Okay. Uh, spice running. Spice running from Dune. <laughs> well, I think it was probably written like Spice Running is in Star Wars. It's a, right, right. But it's is it is it referenced in oh, the Rise of yeah, Skywalker? Yeah, I'm gonna guess it's in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Okay. The release date of the original Star Wars. Uh, yeah, I would say that's in there too. <laughs> uh, Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda, no. Wedge Antilles. Uh, Wedge Antilles, yes. Lego Star Wars. 
I'm going to say Lego Star Wars no, but we'll keep going and then see if I want to change it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the Clone Wars, just as a concept. Yeah, I'll say Clone Wars. Yeah, makes sense to include that. Jar Jar Binks. Ooh. Would they? Would they dare? Well, maybe Jar Jar Binks <laughs> is the no then. Continue. <laughs> Do you want to hit no? Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna pencil in no for Jar Jar Binks. Okay. Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> Qui-Gon Jinn, yeah, yeah. Cause yes, yes, no, Qui-Gon Jinn, yes. <laughs> where, where, there, where there's the all the voices of all the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and lastly, the tragedy of Darth Plagueis. The wise. Um, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lock in. So my penciled in ones at the moment are Lego Star Wars, Jar Jar Binks, and what was and the first? Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Yeah, uh, I'm, okay, I'm going to say Baby Yoda and Jar Jar Binks are the two that aren't. All right. The you've got one of them, but you haven't got the other. Okay. Well, because so, I would. Ba- yep. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna commit to Baby Yoda because okay. I think because of when it came out. Yeah. That and and how secret. Oh, so you saying Baby Yoda is is not in it? Is not in it. Okay. Yeah. So which one is in it then? Lego, so, sorry, okay. okay. You've you've selected Baby Yoda, Lego Star Wars, and Jar Jar Binks as not being referenced. One of them is. One of them is. Re- okay, well, maybe maybe Baby Yoda is referenced somehow. Lock it in? Yeah, lock it in. Why not? Uh, yeah, you're correct. Um, <laughs> when I say referenced, I mean kind of. <laughs> Yoda like appears enough. from far away and it makes him look smaller. <laughs> no, what the the, the baby Yoda, because that's going to be the sticking point. So to clarify, uh, Lego Star Wars and Jar Jar Binks are not referenced in, yeah. um, in, the, in the film. Um, baby Yoda is, this is so stupid, and don't be angry at me for including it. It's yeah, yeah. The, the multitude of sites. I mean, I still got it was, right. So. <laughs> this was, yeah, exactly. That said this was a Baby Yoda reference. Um, is that the force power of healing was first shown with Baby Yoda and is done in Rise of Skywalker. Right, right. And people are like, wow, it's they, a Baby wow, Yoda. Wow, Baby Yoda's canon. So, <laughs> yeah. so do, 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 we wanna, yeah. do we need to go through and say we're – each thing appeared. I, I, I do. I probably the- couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write. I mean, Ewoks. Yeah, you're right. You see Wicket when the um, yeah. Star Destroyer, the, well, the big ship at the end goes down. Mm. Qui Gon Jinn. You're right. You hear the. You hear his his, voice. You hear Liam Neeson. Um, the tragedy of Dark Play. Darth Plague is the wise. I believe Palpatine repeats a line he says when discussing mm. how he came back to life that is also said when he's talking about Darth Plagueis in episode three, the clone wars, uh, there's a clone wars droid in the background of Babu Frick's house, um, where Gentilly shows up in the Avengers assemble moment. Yeah. The release you would, of, you would, yeah. You gotta have them. Yeah. The release date of the original Star Wars, I don't know if you remember this about the Rise of Skywalker, but they briefly attend a celebration that's been happening for 42 years in the film. <laughs> it's, where, it's where they meet um, Lando right, in the film. Right, right. Um, and th- when the film came out, it had been 42 yeah, years sure, since yeah. uh, A New Hope. I don't remember where, specifically where Spice Running is, is mentioned. but um, Surely on the planet with... Um... Uh, all that spice oh yeah. i think it's that it's that poe dameron is outed as being a spice runner yeah, yeah before yeah. he joined the resistance yeah 
And that is your Easter egg hunt. Did you keep score? Uh, I, I stopped keeping score at a certain point, but um, someone out there Let's can just say you it. fucking aced it, dude. Or, <laughs> or if, if someone, if you guys at home, if you played along, let us know your score in the Discord. Um, but yeah, happy Easter, everybody. That is our Easter special. Um, I do have before one, we go, one fun little yep. thing that I, I thought we could do just quickly um mm-hmm. i i recently well not, not very recently actually i two years ago now i i backed a game on kickstarter called the movie movie game which has just arrived this week and it's one i've been dying to play for a long time and it's one that you know people can play along at home you can write your own questions for this and uh yeah i just thought it'd be a cool little promo for the game and also i i, I don't have many people in my life that i can play with (laughs) apart from you so i thought why not make content out of it so okay um the way the game works is i'm going to give you the synopsis of a fiction of a film and Mm. you have to give me the title of that film but the idea is that it's going to be combining two different um uh two different films and the title that you have to give me will be a combination of those two two titles and the way the titles intersect is that the end of the first title contains the start of the next one so So give us give us an example the example that they sort of post everywhere on their website is uh, after a soldier's three brothers are killed in combat a world war ii captain leads his men behind the lines of the shimmer only to be confronted by a super weird zombie bear and a freaky slender man thing can you tell me what that movie would be called? Saving Private Ryan Elation. <laughs> yeah, Saving Private Ryan Annihilation. <laughs> That's a Annihilation's a very obscure movie to use in your example of the website, I think. I guess it's for movie nerds. Yeah, exactly. Now I'm just sorry, <laughs> off pot, I'm just trying to get the packet up once again. <laughs> Ryan Annihilation. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, so it doesn't have to line up exactly with the... Sometimes it'll be a couple of letters. Sometimes the, the game kind of works better set out loud as well. It doesn't always have to be perfect. There was what, an example mm-hmm. I gave you the other day where the answer was Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spider-Man. And obviously mm. Spider-Man is an I, not a Y. And sometimes it'll be the entire word what? overlaps. <laughs> so here we go. I don't think I gave you this one the other day. <laughs> Las Vegas is overrun with zombies, but that won't stop these mercenaries from trying to heist a buttload of money from a casino vault and attend a class taught by Robin Williams. Uh, Army of the Dead Poet Society. Correct. Very recent movie to be in this game that you bet two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. An old school monster from Swampy Depths goes on an underground adventure with his best buds to find rich stuff so he can save his house from developers. I don't know. And also, you can get hints as well. So, hint for the first movie. Um, yeah. so, so, like, one hint per movie kind of thing. This classic monster is universally known. Universal no, I know. Sorry, I know. The first one's Creature of the Black Lagoon. Yeah. Second one. Uh, if you've been too lazy to get up and watch this film, you've committed the sin of sloth. Ice Age? Can you think of any any 80s, fun 80s movies that would uh, tie into Black Lagoon? <laughs> no. It's I can't. Creature from the Black Lagoonies. Ah! Oh, 
Sloth, not Ice Age. (laughs) (laughs) I see. Um, That's very fun. um, Here's another one. A gigantic dormant sea monster is awakened by nuclear radiation and descends upon humanity with a love for music and a desire to open a jazz club. Godzilla La Land? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's great. So that is the movie movie game. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought we'd throw in a few questions at the end there on a, a games episode um yeah we can place i can post some of the discord or people could write their own uh which yet yeah, is head along to the discord if podcasts were a more dynamic um medium i'd try and include that scene as a as, as an easter egg like mm. if you pause it at one point and click on something you hear that part anyway make make that you, what Acast recommends this week yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> such a great idea um if you do want to hear other content from us though you could jump on our patreon um where you can support us for as little as a dollar a month if you pay a bit more you do get that exclusive content in the form of exclusive podcasts easter eggs easter eggs let's call them easter eggs um and you can also if you can't support us financially you can support us socially by (laughs) jumping on the discord as richard said uh link to that in the show notes as well as following us on twitter and instagram um or you can email us at colpoptionmedia at gmail.com um and stay tuned for after these credits when um there is what could be arguably called a a, (laughs) an easter egg in the form of a post-credit scene which is a little patreon segment we do thank you for listening everybody happy easter uh thank you jesus for being murdered Uh (laughs) (laughs) and thank you for coming back (laughs) all right welcome along to the post credit scene everybody this is a segment at the end of each episode where if you donate five dollars or more over at patreon.com slash you get to give us something to talk about and this the post credit scene richard lay it on me who's it from and what is it uh this comes from sam page who writes what aspects of life have movies improperly prepared you for um uh fainting oh really like you thought you would faint more or when you fainted i I read this on a Cracked article 15 mm-hmm. years ago, and it completely has ruined movies for me ever since. Um, I've, I believe that if you are knocked out and you're unconscious for more than a few seconds, you are probably brain dead. Uh, because in real life, when people get knocked out, they usually wake up very soon after. Um, and so, you know, every movie, James Bond, he gets knocked out, wakes up like a day later, tied to a chair. Like, that's not how fainting works. If you are out for a day, you're probably not waking up again. You're in a coma. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Aspects of life. I guess, like, in a way, it's kind of like just just life in general that you, you know, you tend to only watch movies where people succeed or, you know, if they haven't been succeeding, then they're about to, because why else would they be in the movie? Yeah. And so I think that just the sort of the crushing reality of, of real life 
is my answer. <laughs> just like how, yeah, just how fucking just what a grind real life is. What a great, a great example of this is, and we're watching the Fred trilogy at the moment for film franchise Four Nights, and a, a one Fred adjacent property is the TV show iCarly, and one beef I always had with iCarly was the fact that they got, get internet famous with their g-rated show where teenagers be like hey guys how's it going <laughs> yeah and i always thought that was such a misrepresentation of what internet shows mm, that it's yeah. emulating alike because they're way they, too they crossed over with fred but yeah as well and like yeah, yeah. i mean fred was huge but he had to do a whole character you know mm. yeah and also like people would ruthlessly shit upon iCarly and it, and frankly it wouldn't go viral is, I guess what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's my iCarly is my answer. <laughs> the the aspect of life that movies are properly prepared you for was <laughs> iCarly. <laughs> imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.